Hi, Dr. Natalie here of Dr. Go Figure, and this episode is all about alcohol. Um, now, when we are on our journey to lose weight and get fitter and healthier for life, is there a place in our lives for alcohol? Um, now, this is definitely a question I have toyed with because there's been certain times in my past where I have been a right little party animal and, uh, you know, literally when I was younger, um, I was doing ski seasons and honestly, I think I spent more time in, in the bar than I did on the piste. Um, so I know what it's like to party hard and I have to say I really enjoyed it it was a great time in my life I was only in my early 20s um, and you know like many of us you get into a party habit and it takes really a long time for those party habits to die down um, even when you've got children sometimes you can still be in the party mood and I think actually as I've got older it's only now that I'm starting to reflect on the role of alcohol in my life um, not that I think I have a poor relationship with alcohol, I, I drink pretty sensibly actually and I do like to keep myself fit and well. But when it comes to losing weight, I was all up for telling everybody you had to go teetotal to the point that I decided that I was going to go teetotal too for the 10 week programme. Except what I found was it's really, really difficult to go to teetotal. It's difficult to just put the brakes on and say, I'm not drinking anymore, even if you're a moderate drinker like me. And when I say moderate, I'd say maybe a glass of wine on a Friday night, maybe a glass on a Saturday. I mean, not very much at all. So why was it so flipping difficult for me to give up alcohol? Um, well, loads of reasons. And that's the issue. Loads of reasons. First of all, um, I'd have my husband moaning at me that why would I give up alcohol? Um, he wasn't very comfortable with the whole thing and he's not a big drinker either. I mean, if I'm going to have a glass of wine, he might have a beer. I mean, that would be it. But it, it was kind of something he was niggling at me. Why are, why are you being so boring? Um, we had friends over and I sort of said, oh, I'm not drinking, you know, because I've given up alcohol for 10 weeks. And honestly, I think I just set the tone wrong for the whole evening because then everybody else felt a bit guilty about drinking and then nobody was drinking apart from my husband who was definitely going to have, you know, two beers that night or whatever. And anyway, he commented, he said that was the most boring gathering I've ever been to because at the end of the evening, you're all talking about wallpaper um, swatches. And I was like, yes. Uh, point taken it wasn't very exciting was it and to prove the point while I was getting all the literature as to why we should go teetotal and never drink again he bought a book called drunk about how we really have to be drinking because that's what was the fuel for society as we became most more sociable and um, we invented more stuff so can you see the problems that even I've had a very moderate drinker trying to say no to alcohol so I always say that alcohol is like your little naughty friend. You've told it you're going to have an early night and before you know it, it's digging you in the ribs. Come on, come on, let's go out. We'll just go out for one. And you know that if you start the evening off just having one, it doesn't often end with just the one. So this is why alcohol can be problematic when we're trying to lose weight, but I'm not going to be as rigid as saying we all have to give up for 10 weeks. I'm going to say, let's think about reducing our alcohol intake if you are somebody that drinks um, for the 10 weeks, because like, you know, Dr. Go Figure is all about creating new healthier habits for the whole of your future. And I don't think saying to somebody to go teetotal if you don't want to go teetotal for the whole of the rest of your life is really 
um, changing anybody's habits for the future. It's got to be sustainable. So here are some of the reasons why we should reduce alcohol for the rest of our lives anyway. Um, we've already spoken a lot about sleep. So alcohol does affect our sleep hormones. Sleep is vitally important and I've done a whole podcast on sleep already about, you know, if we don't get enough sleep and we're hungry, um, all of a sudden our hormones go haywire, we're raiding the fridge for everything, we've got no resolve. And alcohol is directly contributing to poor sleep. Now, I'm not gonna do a massive thing on sleep today, but there are four cycles of sleep. There are non-REM stages of sleep and REM stages of sleep. And if you were to get a good eight hours of um, KIP every night, you would cycle through these um, stages probably four or four, five times a night. What happens is people will tend to drink alcohol um, thinking it's helping them sleep. And yes, to a degree they're right in that they might fall asleep more quickly, but they won't, be, they won't be hitting the right stages of sleep cycle. So they basically are getting kind of a light snooze and not a nice, deep, refreshing sleep. So that's one of the reasons why alcohol is gonna affect your sleep. The other reason is that when your body has got to process a lot of alcohol, it all gets done through the liver. So your liver then has to work on processing alcohol and not all the other jobs that it has to do. So maybe it was having to deal with some food that you've eaten, um, um, the liver is very detoxifying, it won't have chance to do any of that, it's literally now trying to just um, get rid and metabolize that alcohol in your body. And what will happen is, as your liver is starting to get rid of the alcohol, your alcohol levels will decrease in the body and then you'll come into a lighter uh, sleep and you'll start waking up. So you might find that you've had a really heavy night, you've hit the sack, you fell asleep instantly, but you might have had quite a restless night and by the next morning you are absolutely shattered and you're thinking maybe it was all those John Travolta moves you pulled up on the dance floor last night but it's more likely to do with the fact that you actually didn't really get any sleep so the whole of the next day is just a cycle of total exhaustion almost begging for bedtime to come around which seems you know in this day and age when we're all so busy that just seems like a, a terrible waste of a day people do get into quite bad sleep habits with alcohol and largely it's to do with the fact that everyone thinks that well if i have a glass of wine before bed i do sleep better um, and we've already discussed that's not the case at all. But the other problem is if you do have a glass of wine because it helps you to sleep and then you're having a lighter, more superficial sleep, you will wake up the next day not feeling refreshed. And then of course, the way that we bolster ourselves is by looking for either sweet foods or caffeine. So we've already talked about the problems with eating the sweet foods, but what about the caffeine? Um, so the caffeine is literally just spiking your energy throughout the day, but then it is messing up with your sleep hormones so that when you come back to uh, going back to bed in the evening and you're feeling a little bit, we call wired and tired, you're like, well, I need a glass of wine to fall asleep in. So you've created this nasty sort of circle of a little bit of alcohol to go to sleep with, ruins your sleep for the night, then you're on caffeine the whole day as you try to keep yourself awake, then you have a little bit of alcohol. So try and avoid um, alcohol most evenings when you're thinking really much more about sleep.
I've had a really interesting conversation with one of my patients recently about um, alcohol and the calories involved in alcohol. And she was using one of these tracking devices for calories. And apparently the tracking device wouldn't let you put in wine. So according to her, wine therefore had no calories. So she was allowed to drink a bottle of wine every night. So I had to set the record straight and say, actually, alcohol is really calorific. One of my friends calls it liquid pudding. If ever you've thought about not having a drink, think about it as liquid pudding, because I tell you what, that put me off right there. Um, because probably every glass of wine that you're having, a nice you know, red, glass of red wine, about 230 calories. So by the time you've had a whole bottle of wine, you're up at about 750 calories. That is a huge amount of calories that aren't actually giving your body the energy that it wants to use. We call the calories from alcohol empty calories. Your body does not need calories from alcohol. It needs it from plenty of different sources, but it doesn't need it from alcohol. So more often than not, you'll have had your hopefully good balanced diet, then you come to drink the wine in the evening, it's 750 calories you didn't need, your body can't use them or process them, and it stores them very readily as fat. So obviously, when we think about people who drink too much, the classic image is the man with the beer belly, and it's called a beer belly for a reason. You know, it protrudes over his trunks, it, it looks very big and round and tense, and you can imagine it just being full of beer. Um, and it, fundamentally it is, because he's basically had his normal food, and now he's supplementing with calories from alcohol that his body can't use. So his body just stores them as fat. So the other thing to think about, if, you, if you're going to be sitting around drinking a glass of wine with your friends and we're now just packing our body full of empty calories, most of the time if you're sitting around drinking with friends you're not really moving, you're not using any of those calories up at all. Um, alcohol can tend to make us quite sedentary unless of course you're the one doing the John Travolta moves on the dance floor. But for most of us we'll go out, dinner party, go to the pub with friends, we'll sit around and we will just drink. Um, which is great fun and I'm not saying we shouldn't do that but while we're thinking about losing weight I think we need to reduce those kind of occasions um, so that that we're not piling on calories when we don't need to. Another problem and I now do sound like the bearer of bad news here and all doom and gloom and like I'm some kind of teetotaler and I'm not because I've always I've already admitted to the fact that I definitely do like a little drink but I'm just telling you these things because A, it's true, and B, I can relate to all of it. But, you know, have you ever sat around and you're having a glass of rosé um, and there's some nibbles on the table and you, you, your little hand's just going in and it, it just won't stop? It just won't stop. And you know you don't need any more crisps because you've already eaten the whole meal. Um, and before you know it, it's just straight in, straight in, straight in. And it's because A, alcohol does dampen your resolve to be good. All of a sudden your inhibitions are, um, are reduced and you're like, oh well, whatever, I'll work it off in the morning. But also it's dampening down the signals to your brain that you're full. So even if you are full, your, your brain's not getting that signal. So it's okay for you just to carry on eating those crisps. So alcohol, basically, this is why the kebab shops thrive, okay? If we didn't drink alcohol, I don't think there'd be a need for a kebab shop, but they're always open after midnight, one, two, three in the morning, packed to the rafters, full of people who definitely don't need that kebab. 
So remember what I also said about when we have too much sugar in our blood, that the insulin comes out and it starts pushing the sugar out of the bloodstream and into the muscles. Well, the same's happening with alcohol because alcohol is full of sugar. So it spikes your insulin, your insulin then packs the muscles um, full of sugar, which will mean that you'll also get this drop in sugar, which is another reason why you're either reaching for another glass of wine or another pack of crisps. Um, so everything is always interrelated. And this is sad news alert, but alcohol reduces your metabolic rate. And obviously when we're trying to lose weight and get fitter and healthier, we do want our metabolic rate to raise because that allows us to burn more calories, we become more efficient and we become less efficient at storing fat. But if we drink alcohol, you're basically telling the liver down tools, don't bother um, digesting that food that's in my stomach. Now you've got to sort out the alcohol I've just put into the system. So your body will now favor getting rid of the alcohol over dealing with um, digesting food in the stomach. Uh, this is a knock-on effect, eh? It will reduce your metabolic rate, so you become less efficient at getting rid of food, but also it can leave unprocessed food in the stomach, meaning that you are a bit more prone to being a bit windy, bloated, and feeling generally a little bit uncomfortable. It's a wonder any of us, of us drink, but you could just ask all of the drink manufacturers what's going on in the world, because I think they're just worth like a gazillion. So we are all still drinking, even though it's not necessarily a good thing for us all the time. Lots of people see alcohol as a necessary party fuel. You'll go to the party, you'll have a couple of glasses of wine. Within about 20 minutes, your mood is lifted and you are, you know, you're ready for a brilliant night. What most of us don't know is alcohol is a depressant and what tends to happen is after that first drink, lots of people can feel quite anxious or jittery and if they start to feel like that, the obvious thing to do in that situation is to have another drink knowing that it's going to dampen down those feelings. So they then think that alcohol is actually good for them, it helps them with their anxiety and stress. So my one piece of advice, if I was going to give any during this whole entire podcast is, if you are ever under stress um, or feeling anxious, do not self-medicate with alcohol because it will make it worse. And just think back to that crazy hen do or stag night that you went on. And, you know, in fact, nowadays, I think they, they go on for about three days and you absolutely go for it for three days and three nights and you come back and you are absolutely exhausted. Now, how many of you have ever come back off a hen do feeling um, elated, delighted, full of joy and ready to go again? Um, most of us will feel broken and actually with quite a depressed mood, you haven't slept very well, you haven't eaten very well and the alcohol has created a depressed mood for you. So um, if you are ever in a situation when you're dealing with a lot of stress, I would say at that point, that's not the time to open up a bottle of wine. That's the time to find another way of dealing with your stress because that's unfortunately how so many people get caught on a slippery slope where alcohol does then become problematic for them. We've already talked about the microbiome, which was the, it's the basically the flora and fauna of our gut. And when it's working well, we have a perfectly working digestive system. Um, now alcohol messes up with this too, and it will start to kill off the good bacteria and allowing there to be an overgrowth of bad bacteria. And this can lead to lots of symptoms of IBS. So you can get 
diarrhea, bloating, uh, constipation, it just really starts to mess with how well your gut can process the nutrients. And in fact, if you drink too much, you'll find that you're not processing all the nutrients that you need anyway. So that's another reason for us to think about limiting how much alcohol that we're going to be consuming uh, going forward. At the beginning of my Dr. Go Figure program, I was a big advocate for us all going teetotal together. Um, and actually I found that I couldn't stick to it at all. Um, and that's not because alcohol for me is a problem, it's because it's so pervasive in society and there is kind of an expectation. And in actual fact, there's also a big fun element to having a little drink too. And I think if it's not a problem for you, and if you're somebody that can control how much that alcohol they're drinking, but you're trying to lose weight, it's really about reducing alcohol because Dr. Go Figure is all about us trying to live a happier, healthier life for the rest of our lives. It's not just for this 10 week program. So it didn't make any sense at all for me to say, that's it, you can't drink alcohol ever again. Um, because that's probably not sustainable for most of us. So really, this is all about just trying to live, live our better lives and be our better selves. Um, so, as you know, I always like to give it a little bit of homework um, and all I'm going to say to you is, can you just look at how much alcohol you are taking in a week? I think it catches a lot of us out. You think you've had a glass of wine, but it might have been a glass and a half or two. You think that you're only drinking three nights a week, but maybe it's four. Just have a look, make a little diary, be totally honest with yourself about how much you're drinking and then start to think, where could I cut out some of that alcohol? I think a great place to start is actually cut it out during the week and think about having a little bit maybe on a Friday night and Saturday night. And the key is don't go bonkers. You know, it's not massive party time on a Friday and Saturday night because, and I've made this mistake too, um, you, you basically are like a little monk Monday through till Thursday. Then you let your hair down way too much, Friday, Saturday. Then you take the whole weekend to recover um, and all the good work that you did Monday through Thursday has, has basically been unraveled over two whopping great big nights out. But boy, weren't they fun. But anyway, that's in the past, it's behind us. So now we're all gonna be super focused about being much, much better. So think about an alcohol diary and also start thinking about now starting to reduce that alcohol because I have done it and I am a very moderate drinker now and I promise you, there is more energy and a bit more vitality when you do cut down on the alcohol. Remember, if you like what you see, then please like, share and follow and you can keep up to date with absolutely everything that we do.